I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten wrong with yet? What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we've got yet another breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Ryan, please tell the good people why we have yet another breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. It's that time of year. It is uh, It is just breaking news podcast month. Uh here in the month of July, and with good reason, Tennessee has made another addition to its 2023 recruiting class, this time landing linebacker Jalen Smith of Grayson High School in Loganville, Georgia. Big-time powerhouse program in the Atlanta area. Uh, puts out a lot of good players, and, and Jalen Smith certainly fits that description. Uh, a, a guy who's really made a name for himself over the past six or seven months, coming off uh, an impressive junior season. He was actually a first-time starter at Grayson this past year uh, as a sophomore, uh, sat behind uh, another linebacker who, who went on to play uh, at, at the college level, not, not at a big-time program, but behind a good player who was productive and, and went, to, went to play somewhere in college and, and uh, just kind of had to wait his turn. And that, that happens sometimes at Atlanta-area programs. Uh, you know, people always ask, you know, why, why, was, why was this guy ranked so high as a sophomore and maybe isn't ranked as high as a junior. It's well because people emerge their junior year. And then in the Atlanta areas, that's one of the places you definitely can emerge as a junior because there are just quality players. Sometimes you have to sit behind and that's, that's kind of the case with him. So he, he got his chance during his junior year and really made the most of it. Set the single season school record for tackles with 173 tackles in 14 games. Um, so clearly a guy who has a nose for the ball, covered a lot of ground, made a lot of plays in his first opportunity and has, has kind of blown up since then with 40 offers now, uh, now still, you know, not, not beating out a, a bunch of sec schools for him, but some quality programs were involved. Tennessee beating out Texas, Pittsburgh and Virginia, uh, which hosted him on his first official visit. Uh, all three of those teams were, were heavily in the mix before Tennessee landed him and uh, and it was essentially over when he took his official visit to Knoxville last month, but uh, waited till this month to go ahead and announce that decision uh, essentially. So big pickup for Tennessee uh, addressing obviously a big need at linebacker, uh, which, you know, we've been discussing for a while and certainly they are, are in much better shape now having a couple linebackers in this class. Yeah, Ryan, I, I want to be very, very clear how, how I ask this because I, I don't want anyone to get the, the, the thoughts twisted, I guess, you know, people will do what they want. We say all the time, you know, we can say something for somebody, but you know, how they, how they take it and how they view it is, is up to them. But 
Tennessee, these things are, are sliding always this time of year, right? You could go from a you know a top ten class to a top five class to a number twelve class. It, 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 a lot of kids are committing all over the place. But my point is, right now Tennessee's got you know a, a top ten class. You know, uh, it, it could be depending on some people, maybe a top five class somewhere around that neighborhood right now. And Tennessee's been picking up a lot of four stars and even a few five stars lately as this recruiting surge has sort of happened. And, and that makes some people, whether it's fair or not, when they see a three-star kid go ahead and commit and they take the commitment during that time, you have to wonder, first off, obviously stars don't always matter. It's how a coaching staff views a player. Um, but with the way Tennessee has been recruiting, what is, is, what is it about this young man that, that makes them want to to go ahead and take this kid right now when things are going so well with them getting some really high-profile guys? Well, yeah, every every situation, every position certainly different. And and while Tennessee has been uh, in the mix for some some big-time guys at a lot of positions, we, we've not seen them in on a ton of highly-ranked linebackers this year. Um, but they've, they've been recruiting some of the same guys for a while. So Jalen Smith has been high on Tennessee's board. Uh, I think the same was true of Jeremiah Tlander, the other – linebacker commitment who announced his decision just a couple weeks ago uh, right after his official visit to to Knoxville so they uh, you know they they clearly have liked these guys for a while um but yeah it's not not as though they're you know turning down opportunities at, at, at four and five stars I just, I just don't think they you know in some cases didn't get in the mix for a lot of those types of guys this year and uh and in other cases you know just just maybe had had different looking boards uh, maybe compared to some, you know, there, there, I know there are some four-star linebackers, for instance, that, you know, Tennessee has been involved with who aren't as high on Tennessee's board as, as Jalen Smith is. So uh, that evaluation is always different there. And linebackers a tricky spot too. You know, we, we see, we see it all the time, but it's, it really is more about, you know, just instincts and, you know, it's, it's not always about the, you know, having the fastest 40 time that, that stuff certainly helps, but, Linebacker is one of those spots where it's about being in the right place at the right time, having just having kind of a nose for the ball, being able to get off blocks. It's not it's not always just the measurables or the or, or the obvious skill set. Um, and and linebacker is one of those spots where I think you can somewhat fly under the radar because of that. I think Elijah Herring is a good example of that. I think yeah. he's got yeah. the the build and athleticism and everything to to be a, a really good player at Tennessee. And he he was not a particularly coveted prospect in terms of offers or or rankings. So uh, I, you know, Tennessee certainly has to hope this is uh, another good example of that, but Hey, when the guy goes from off the radar to 40 offers in in several months, I still think that speaks pretty highly of him. Even if you're not beating out, you know, Alabama and Georgia uh, for a player. And this is clearly a guy that they were excited about. Not the biggest linebacker. That's maybe the, uh, if there is a knock on him, I guess, um, aside from just the limited experience at the, at the high school level as a starter, it would be the the build uh, around six foot, two hundred thirteen pounds. So, but that's uh, a legit. So, that's a legit six foot, right? Because I asked you. Because yeah. I have I've never seen the kid in person, only on film. And I, when you see six foot, you sometimes wonder, God, is that like five ten or five eleven? But but explain that to people. How he really is six feet tall. Yeah, yeah, he, he really is six feet. You know, I, I, he he measured in, uh, or he was listed previously, at, you know, in the six one or six one and a half range. And and I checked after his, his official visit to Tennessee, and 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 he measured it. You know, so he measured it at six feet. I, I've I've seen him in person. He's he that's that's about accurate. So I, I think he is a legitimate six feet and two hundred thirteen pounds. So 
And, and that's a pretty good size, honestly, coming out of high school. You don't want them too big these days. Um, you know, Tennessee, we see it all the time, wants athleticism at that position as much as possible. Uh, and, and this is a guy who flies to the ball. You know, I, I don't know about a 40-time for him or anything like that, but you, you know, when, you, when you turn on the film, it doesn't take long. You see, his, you see his closing speed. You see him covering a lot of ground side to side. Um, just you know, can really do a lot of things, and, and that, that comes with not getting – linebackers who are too big to be very active but this is a guy who definitely can can shoot the gap can blitz can can do all the things you need him to do and certainly has the speed to to make a lot of plays so uh you know tennessee's told him they they like him at at will linebacker but you know those those two those two positions that are on the field all the time for tennessee at linebacker fairly interchangeable so another inside backer definitely with that build definitely not a an edge rusher type or anything like that but this is yeah this is the guy tennessee clearly has liked for a while and was sort of under the radar, was unrated at one point a couple months ago. And I know people were asking about that. But to me, it's it's pretty impressive that now that he's rated, he's in the top 500 nationally already in the 24-7 sports composite. That's that's not a bad level player uh, when you're ranked in that range. So um, to, to be to be someone who's kind of burst onto the scene in the past six months, I think this is this is a pretty nice pickup considering that, that you know, a few months ago, people might have said, well, why is he why is he unrated or why why is he just have you know, why, why has he gotten all these offers here recently? You know, now there's there's less reason to be skeptical of it. I think a lot of people have kind of figured out the deal with this kid, and, and Tennessee was, to their credit, one of the first major programs that was really on it. Boy, we keep hearing that a lot, don't we? That Tennessee's one of the first in on a lot of these kids. They, they tend to get a get a foot in the door early. And, and again, another example, they, in the Atlanta area, they've done a particularly good job with that. Um, you know, I think they've, Obviously, spend a lot of time there. They, they have good relationships there that can they can sometimes help you identify a player early or, or be one of the first major programs to to get a foot in the door. You know, for instance, South Carolina offered Jalen Smith on May twentieth, um, a little late for, uh, at that point. So uh, you don't want to be just getting around during the spring evaluation period and offering one of these types of guys who who blows up in January and February. So Tennessee offered back on January twenty first. Um, so they had a four-month head start, roughly, on, on South Carolina in terms of pursuing him. The difference, Tennessee gets one of his first official visits, and going into his official visits, they're one of the team to, teams to beat. South Carolina, you know, not sure where exactly where he was on their board, but doesn't get an official visit and isn't much of a contender. So it's huge when you're a program at the level Tennessee's been at in recent years. You've got to get a foot in the door early, but he, he clearly liked Tennessee Made it, made his first visit to Tennessee back in late March for a spring practice. Really liked it. I think from that point on, they were they were kind of one of the one of the favorites, if not the if not the team to beat from, from that point. But uh, yeah, Texas did get in there later and made things interesting at least. But you know, I think given just the proximity to to home, that the chance to play in the SEC, uh, there were there were just a lot of things that that drew him to Tennessee that made him go ahead and essentially shut things down once he took that official visit to Knoxville uh, last month. But I I think this is one we'll look back on and say that was a that was a pretty nice pickup I you know I, I certainly could be wrong but uh and, and, and like I said linebacker is a tricky spot but I, there's a there's a lot to like about his game including the, the program he he's played at Grayson put you know that's the former home of Wanye Morris the former Tennessee tackle that transferred to Oklahoma the home of uh, Auburn linebacker Owen Papo you know they, they've they've put out a lot of high level players over the years and, and certainly the fact that he's coming from a program like that and had that much success in one year as a starter at a program like that speaks pretty highly. And I think gives him a real chance of sliding into an sec program and and having a fairly seamless transition. Yeah. And before we go to break, I I think Texas, you know, fighting to get him in for an official Texas offering him, really pursuing him, making things maybe interesting at times. 
I mean, Texas has a, what the number three or four class in the country right now. So, so that yep. that, that, that Texas is going to join the SEC in a couple of years. I mean, that so they're trying to recruit at that level. Obviously, I mean, that's I think that tells you that you know Tennessee's not the only staff that, that thinks, hey, this this kid's going to be a pretty good football player. Absolutely, and uh, you know, hey, again, even in a even in the best class, and look, it's not signing day. You know, but for all we know, by the time signing day gets here, we'll be talking about Jalen Smith as a as a four-star prospect, you just don't know. Um, but you know, just from what we know right now, um, every, every team in the country signs three-star prospects every single year, oh, even yeah. Alabama. Yeah, Bama. So I, yeah. I get that. I get that all the time. You know, uh, you can't compete with uh, Bama and Georgia signing three stars. Uh, you can, because they do the exact same thing. Uh, you don't want to have a class full of them to, to that point, but um, you do have to have to find some, some good three stars. You have to have good evaluation. And especially when you're a program like Tennessee and you're building back, you've got to you've got to do more with less in some cases. So uh, this might turn out to be one of those good evaluations. And again, when you've got 40 offers and you've and you've blown up in a a span of six months the way Jalen Smith has, I'd I'd, I tend to think, you know, they might have to fight off some other teams to hold on to him by the time signing day gets here. This is one of those that uh, we'll, we'll see what his senior season holds, but would not shock me at all if a school that, you know, misses out on some other linebackers or just decides they need another one. Uh, ends up offering him this fall and, and making things interesting because he's he's going to be pretty visible there in the Atlanta area and he's he's now going to be committed to an SEC school which makes him even more visible. So I I think this is certainly one of those that um, yeah don't don't worry too much about the star ratings. I think good fit for Tennessee's system, good fit in the SEC. A uh, lot lot to like about him on paper. Again, even though he's not the most physically imposing linebacker, that's okay. That's not what you're really looking for these days. You're looking for athletes that can get to the ball and, and, and bring a guy down. You know, you're, you're looking for more, more Aaron Beasley than, um, than, than Lawrence Taylor in most cases these days in terms of physical build at linebacker, just a different era, you know, and, and this is a, this is a good fit physically, I think, for what Tennessee is looking for these days. And there's a lot more to discuss about this commitment. This is a, this is another. I mean, Tennessee's been on a roll right now, and this is another big part of that. This is a kid they've liked for a long time, Jalen Smith, the linebacker from the Atlanta area. Lots more to discuss about him, about Tennessee's linebacker class generally, about where this class has gone generally here in such a short period of time. Lots to get to, and not a lot of time to do it. So we're overdue for a break. Going to step away for a second, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads etc. And then we will be right back here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad money! Introducing the two-way V4 where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. 
Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago. During that commercial break, West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center. We are talking Tennessee football recruiting. Recruiting as we always seem to be this time of year. Big, big, big month for Tennessee rolls on. The Vols adding a commitment from linebacker Jalen Smith from Grayson High School there just outside Atlanta. A uh, three-star, but but ranked around you know near near 400 there in the in the the composite overall. This is a good football player, kid with 40 plus offers. Uh, this was a kid Tennessee's wanted for a long time, and Tennessee has gotten him. Lots more to discuss about him and the linebacker situation, this class in general. Lots of other things to get to, but before we do that, guys, just a quick request from our end: if you could take about 60, 75, 90 seconds out of your day right now, depending on how fast you type, and go in there and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. That would help us out tremendously. If you're just listening on the website, we love you. There's nothing wrong with that. There is no wrong way to consume the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. But what helps us out the most is if you go in there, rate, review, subscribe, and then tell some friends. We do this for free, and we're happy to do it. It's labor of love, no sweat from our end. But since we're doing it for free, I feel good about us asking uh, for just, just a quick minute or so out of your day to go in there, whether it's in you know Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere in the world you can cast the fine pod, you can find this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. So please go in there, rate, review, subscribe, and tell some friends. If you're already doing that, Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you. If not, uh, go yourself. Go yourself. That's the policy. That is the policy. Ryan, Jalen Smith, when you look at linebacker right now, uh, we've talked about this ad nauseum over the years, but but really a base defense is no longer a 4-3 or a 3-4. It's mostly a 4-2-5. Some places it's a 3-3-5 or, or a hybrid kind of deal. Um, you know, Tennessee lists basically it doesn't list. It lists a four three as the as the base, I guess. We know it's basically a nickel. It's a four two five. You got two backers there most of the time. So you've got mostly a Mike and you've got a Will out there most times at linebacker. Does Tennessee see Jalen Smith as more of a Mike or a Will? Yeah, uh, definitely uh, sounds like, a, at least from what they've told him so far, that they see him as more of a Will. Um, you know, as. as you know, as you look at that defense, not a whole lot of difference in some cases between the Mike and the Will. Sure. But it's almost uh, it's think, almost like safeties with left and right sometimes. Yeah, uh, not uh, not exactly, but yeah, they're they're definitely somewhat a lot of similar, similar there. somewhat similar. Yeah, so they uh, so no no question they uh, I think are fairly interchangeable in most cases, and that's probably the case with Jalen Smith as well. But at least as of right now, they see him as more of a Will. Uh, you know, I think Jeremiah T. Lander, the other linebacker commitment, sort of. Uh, sort of along the same lines, but you know, might might be more of a mic in their minds. But we'll we'll see how that how that shakes out in the long run. But you know, you can you can do some different things with with Jalen Smith, even though he's not the edge rusher type. I think he's a good fit uh, at the will position. So I, I think that's at least where they see him right now, and just kind of see how he develops physically and where he settles in. But those guys are usually cross trained pretty well, uh, and and can. Uh, can can sort of do a little bit of everything there, but you know, I, again, on film, you, you see a lot in his skill set that, uh, that that sort of fits in and and to kind of any type of system. He can do all the things you need. He can he's good at you know at, at just attacking the ball from from any 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 angle. Basically, he can really uh, you know just find the gaps and 
uh, slash through there and, and, and immediately get to the ball carrier. He's a, he's kind of a heat seeking missile out there on a lot of plays on film. And, uh, and that's what you want to see. He can, uh, he can rush. He can, he's a good blitzer when he gets the opportunity to go after the quarterback. Um, and, and you can see him cover a lot of ground sideline to sideline. So, uh, you know, I think he's pretty effective at, at getting off blocks and, uh, disengaging there when he, when someone does get their hands on him, but that, you know, that's, that's why that is the one thing where you do want longer linebackers. In many cases, you want them to have longer arms to be able to shed blockers just the way you would with a defensive lineman. But, you know, and again, in, in most cases, you're hoping linebackers are, are free. You're hoping that defensive linemen are going to take care of their, uh, their duties up front and tie up the offensive linemen, not allow them to, to get blocked too much. But, um, but yeah, he, he is certainly someone that when he gets an opening, he can find his way to the ball and, and make the play and pretty, pretty sound tackler for, for a guy that, um, was in his first year as a starter at the high school level this past season. So I, I think there is a lot to like there. And, and that skill set gives you, gives you some sort of interchangeable options there at, at Mike and Will, but they do see him as, as a little more of a Will right now. Yeah, and if you step in in your first year as a starter in your program and, and you set a record for tackles, you, you've done something pretty well. You're, you're obviously probably a pretty smart kid too because you look at their like, you know, UVA, Vandy, Duke, some of the programs in there trying to recruit him. Uh, you can tell that this kid's got some football intelligence and some just plain old intelligence. Lots to like on that front. Ryan, when you look at linebacker in this class now, for sure you got, you know, T. Lander and Smith as of things are right now. Possibly some other guys with some versatility you never really know. But generally speaking, where do you see is the number of, of guys Tennessee's got at linebacker now in this class, and how many do you think they, they would like in an ideal situation? Well, what we saw last year, they, they signed two in, in this past class, and that was a that was a big need that I think a lot of people saw for them. You know, we thought they might address that position in the transfer portal. I think they looked around at some options, just never found a, a perfect fit. But but bottom line, I think last year they would have taken uh, a third linebacker, no question. Remember, they were they were very much in the mix for Demario Tolan, uh, the LSU commitment at the time, and 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 thought they might have a chance at flipping him late with the uh, the coaching change there and everything, but. LSU was able to to hold on to him in the end, so that was uh, th- that didn't work out for Tennessee. But they did they did pursue a third linebacker last year, and I think they still would be very open to taking a third linebacker in this class. Um, might, might even view that as a little more of a necessity this year, since they didn't uh, get a third linebacker last year. At, at the very least, I think Tennessee needs to be um, e- even more active in the transfer portal this year if they, for some reason, don't get a third linebacker in this class, but I think they are going to keep looking around. They've got some other options to, to look at during the season. Uh, some, some guys on their board who have, who have yet to announce commitments guys like, um, you know, Grant Godfrey, a four-star linebacker from Georgia. Who's the, the son of a uh, former NFL linebacker, Randall Godfrey, who, uh, who played at Georgia in college. Uh, you know, since he's been involved there for a while, got him on campus again this summer for a, uh, for a seven on seven camp. So they, they've got some, uh, some guys like that still out there. Uh, they've missed on some others. You know, Cameron Robinson, a guy from Virginia, they've missed out on um, that, they, that they had on campus back in May. So they, they've, they've missed out on a few already, but still plenty of names out there where I think if they really want a third linebacker in this class, there's a real opportunity at that. Uh, and and they're in a good position now, having two already on board to kind of sit back, evaluate some guys during the season, see who they like the best, because I think they, they, they have some guys on their board that they – that they like, you know, maybe somewhat comparably, but you, you want to, you always want to get that senior film and, and get a more thorough evaluation. And, and in some cases, these are guys who are waiting till sometime this fall to make this, you know, their final decisions. So let's see 
how they look this fall and, and go from there. So I, I think that's probably what Tennessee will do. So, so probably not looking to, to add a third linebacker imminently, but certainly in a position to, to add one still if they can find the right fit and, and if they can land them. So I think that's, that's the preference. Get one more, but they're in a much better spot now moving forward to be able to kind of be selective with that last spot. Um, now that they have Jeremiah T. Lander and Jalen Smith as the first two commitments. And Ryan, now, now that before we get out of here, now that, that it seems like the, the rush of the past two weeks just has been sort of thrilling in a lot of ways, right? I mean, there's been so many guys uh, in Tennessee, didn't get all of them, but, but got more than it didn't get in terms of the, the announcements recently on the guys Tennessee was, was in on, the guys Tennessee really wanted. Uh, the class is now starting to uh, get certainly much more full than it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, do, do you see now Tennessee's in a position for the next little bit to be a, a little bit more picky or a little bit more, will things slow down just a little bit? How do you see things sort of trending right now with this class that, that right now is certainly in the top ten nationally, maybe borderline top five nationally, but, but a really, really good class right now? Yeah, I, I think things will start to slow down a little bit more. I definitely don't think they're they're done for the month of July, but I think the just the sheer number of, of announcements just out of necessity will will kind of start to fall off here fairly soon. We do know that Lucas Simmons, the four-star offensive tackle from uh, Clearwater, Florida via Sweden, um, will be announcing his decision Monday afternoon. That's at 1 Eastern on CBS Sports HQ, so we will have that announcement there on the streaming platform. You can stream that if you have a the CBS Sports app or, or just anywhere online at cbssports.com. So if you want to follow that along uh, tomorrow here in less than 24 hours, uh, that, that's still still one worth watching, at, the, at least as of the recording of this podcast. Uh, Florida State's been kind of widely viewed as the longtime favorite there, but Tennessee definitely in the mix and has, has at least given Florida State a run uh, in that one. So we know that one's coming up soon. I think there are at least a couple other guys out there who are leaning toward making decisions sometime this month. So um, still some possibilities out there, but yeah, we, we've had obviously a pretty big run on commitments the first, uh, first 10 days of this month and, and things might start to slow down a little bit, um, with this addition. So we'll see about Lucas Simmons tomorrow and, and kind of go from there. But yeah, Tennessee already closing in on, on 20 commitments for the, for the 2023 class. That's a, it's a pretty good spot to be in. And, and I, I, I said on the go balls 24 seven message board this week, I'd, I would probably put the over under for the month of July. And this isn't saying that they're going to hit the over. This is just saying that's, that's a good number because it really could go either way. I think 19 and a half commitments or so, you know, total going into the month or, or coming out of the month of July. So I think there's still room certainly for Tennessee to add a couple more uh, before it's all said and done. And that would be a, it's already been a really nice month for Tennessee, right? But if they can get a couple more, that would be a really nice month. So we'll see what else happens. Stanton Ramil, the four-star tackle from Alabama, still out there as a, as a guy who might announce this month, we, we know wide receiver Nathan Leacock from North Carolina is at least interested and, and hasn't ruled out a July decision. So there, there's you know Ricky Gibson at cornerback, a guy who hasn't ruled out uh, at least in his his recent comments, you know maybe late July or, or August for him for a, for a decision timeline. So so still still some options out there, and I think you know with with there still being a few weeks left in the month, I think we'll probably see at least some of those guys fall off the board at some point. Yeah, I would say you don't want to be greedy, but you absolutely do want to be greedy because you're Tennessee and you're trying to get from from where you've been for for the past dozen years to 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 more like where you've been for for most of your time as a football program. So well, certainly lots and you do want to be greedy a little bit, right? You do. And, and well, and like I, I say all the time, you don't want to, you don't have to fill up your class by the end of the summer, but I, I do think there is a, a good number to have uh, in terms of commitments going into the season. 
Uh, now that there's less of an emphasis on this, maybe because you don't have the 25 signee limit for the next couple of years at least. Um, but, you, you know, in a normal year where you're looking to sign somewhere close to 25, I think having 15 to 20 commitments is a good number to have going into the season. That, that puts you in a nice spot to sit back, evaluate what you have, because the evaluation process never stops. And also to, to to go out there and fill some remaining spots with either guys that are that that, are, that have been on your board for a while and are just waiting until the fall to make decisions, and there are plenty of those still out there, or going out and, and seeing what new guys emerge, like Caleb Webb last year and uh, and Justin Williams Thomas, guys like that were not were not Tennessee targets at this time last year. So you want to have some flexibility to go out and pursue guys like that who might catch your attention during their senior seasons that they might be committed to other schools already, or they might just be. Uh, you know, making a name for themselves this fall, but whatever the case, that gives you the flexibility to to add some guys like that, still address some needs, but not have to scramble to fill twelve or fifteen spots in the next few months. So it's a it's a good number to be at, roughly where Tennessee is right now. And uh, you know, if you can add a few more, that's great. But you know, it's not necessarily about just getting everybody you can right now. It's just about making sure you're getting quality guys because you are in a much better spot now to be selective and just fill those remaining needs as you see fit. But yeah, certainly a pretty healthy number and, uh, and shows you like the progress Tennessee's made to, to, to look at their class now and see it filling up as quickly as it has. Yes, it has. And we've discussed it plenty and we'll have much more to discuss in the coming weeks because guys, it's going to be football season really, really soon. And, uh, and, and, and recruiting never stops. So we're going to have more, a lot more podcasts, a lot more breaking podcasts. We got a lot of stuff to discuss and we will continue, continue doing that over the next little bit. So Ryan, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. And there's the button. And now I can say, guys, thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. As always, we always say it, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want uh, just Tennessee news in your feed, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash govals 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals 24-7 and you can get tons of stuff there throughout the day, all day, every day. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the tap, go get that at govals 247com The best site on all of Al Gore's internet to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, Basketball, basketball recruiting, uh, baseball, tons of stuff going on there these days, obviously. Lady Vols coverage, where Maria Cornelius does an excellent job all year covering all things Lady Vols for us all the time. We got two forums that run around the clock 24 7, as the name suggests. We got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can discuss. Anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with Tennessee fans across the world, pretty much every freaking time zone that exists. We've got somebody there. We got people up at different hours of the day. We got all kinds, any time of day, anytime you go there, you're going to find a bunch of people on there talking Tennessee athletics, talking SEC stuff, talking pro sports, talking life, advice with kids, what to get spouses for their for anniversaries, uh, lawn maintenance. Oh, you just You never know what people are going to be talking about on there. And it'll be anything that's not political or religious in nature. Anything else right there on the board for you to discuss. And you can get all that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month after a seven-day free trial. That is all that it costs. And after you pay or get that seven-day that seven free trial, after that, you get us that, that low rate. That's one mediocre lunch per month. But you don't just get Go Vols 24-7 with that. You get access to Paramount Plus with that. 
for free in perpetuity, you also get access to a growing behemoth of a streaming platform that has every show CBS has ever done commercial free, tons of exclusive stuff. Uh, that you can only find, like, you know, 1883, Picard, Evil, Star Trek, all kinds of stuff that you can only find on Paramount+. Plus. You got new movies. You got classic movies, old blockbuster franchises, you know, comedies, dramas, horror, everything, stuff for the kids, all of it, all of it, and stuff from the archives of, uh, of CBS, obviously, and MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Smithsonian, all of it, all of it. Right there, something for the entire family and live sports, SEC sports, NFL sports. Uh, you got UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, Serie A, French soccer, uh, PGA Tour. You get everything on there. And we you get all of that and our site, all of it for just about 100 bucks and change a year. One of the best deals you can possibly find. And if you don't do it, I don't know what's wrong with you. Go do that. Don't be a fool. Go do that. If nothing else, guys, you should hear from, hear from us in a few days. So until then, uh, try to be good to each other. Try to have basic human empathy for, for people out there in the world. There's not enough of that these days. There's too many a-holes. We don't need that. Be good. See you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.